Welcome to Confabulation, the podcast. I'm Matt Goldberg, the host and producer of Confabulation. Confabulation is, of course, Montreal's premier all-true storytelling series. Uh, Every month, I host a curated night of true-life stories shared by the people that live them. And uh, every week, I bring you one of those stories. Today, we're bringing you a story from this past April's Lies My Parents Told Me. Lee Kinch-Pedrosa is a writer and creative person here in Montreal. And... uh, Well, I don't want to say anything more about her because it might spoil the story. Here's Lee's story. My grandparents had a cottage in uh, in the eastern townships by Lake Massawippi for the first maybe 13 years of my life, and we'd go up every weekend. Um, Lake Massawippi is uh, a big tourist attraction. Not so much 20 years ago, uh, but they still had this legend of the Massawippi monster which is the Canadian version of the Loch Ness Monster, slightly tamer and uh, a little bit calmer. (laughs) Um, On the property that my grandparents had, there are two cottages. There's the big cottage, labeled such. It is made of uh, big logs. It's brown. There's very, very uh, typical cabin. It looks sturdy. Across the property is another cabin. It's called the Little Cottage. (laughs) And it's, uh, it's on stilts and half on a like half on a hill, and that's where the kids stay overnight. The parents and older people stay in the big, sturdy cottage. Um, <laughs> a few words about uh, my grandparents and my family. It's privacy is very, very important. Um, they don't like people to see them in states of undress, so pajamas are not okay. Everyone has to be fully dressed. Breakfast on the table before the kids come over. And uh, the system they had used to, divide, or to, to deal with this is... Uh, you would put, they had this painting of bananas that they would put in the window, um, and that would signify that you could go over to the other cabin. Um, and my cousins and I, being about six at the time, uh, Vicky and I, my cousin, would wake up at around you know, 5.30 in the morning, as you do when you're that young, and just wait for the bananas <laughs> to show up. And they would show up, and then we'd run across, and the day would start. Um, on one particular night, Around 2 o'clock in the morning, this huge storm started. Uh, there were torrential down, it was like a torrential downpour, a terrible hurricane-forced winds. So you can imagine the little cottage on its stilts weren't partic- wasn't particularly uh, sound. So being grandparents and not monsters, they put the bananas up and we got to run across to the big cabin, which was particularly exciting because we figured we'd get a glimpse into this sort of clandestine adult world that happened after dark. Um, Little did we know when we got there, it was just a bunch of old tiny Portuguese people playing canasta. Um, Canasta's the worst. There are, I think there's four decks or something and about 80,000 rules. I don't know how anybody enjoys it. But that's all they were doing. Um, my Uncle Andy uh, picked up on this and took us aside. A few words about Uncle Andy. He's one of those people who likes to get kids riled up and excited, um, especially at night when it's stormy. He used to, he had convinced me that being a giraffe, like being a giraffe was a valuable and possible life goal <laughs> that I could have. He, uh, he used to swim under the dock and grab our feet and tell us that it was the Loch Ness Monster coming to get us. It's that kind of guy. He's also burly and large. Um, he had uh, a big, thick beard. And you know when the hair on a man's arm looks like it's been combed, but it's just that long <laughs> that it goes around? 
Um, <clears throat> he wore plaid shirts that were flannel before it was cool, and they weren't bought at Urban Outfitters. They were bought at Canadian Tire, or Mark's work <laughs> warehouse. So, man. Um, so when he took us to the kitchen and he placed two stools on either side of, the, of himself facing out towards the window and he placed my, myself on one and my cousin Vicky on the other and he put his arms around us and started shaking, shaking to his core and looking out at the wind and the rain and we thought what could have a man like this, a man this burly get so frustrated and so scared. Uncle Andy, Uncle Andy, please tell us what's happening. You're too young. You're too young. And he stood there and looked out again. Please, Uncle Andy, please tell us. All right, if you insist. And he pointed out the window at these two red, round reflectors, the ones that, that you use in the country to, to get a car into the, uh, into the driveway at night. Those are his eyes. <laughs> He said, whose eyes, Uncle Andy? Whose eyes? The Pope's. <laughs> the p what? what is the Pope, Uncle Andy? He's a hermit. And he lives in the woods behind the cabin. And on nights like this, particularly stormy nights, he comes down to suck the blood of little young girls. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and he went back to play canasta, leaving Vicky and I never to sleep again. <laughs> uh, so we spent that night trying to, very, very curious and excited to ask uh, questions of knowledgeable adults the next morning because the few adults that were capable of answering these questions were asleep, one particular being my Aunt Leisha. Um, great Aunt Leisha. She is the opposite of Andy. She is four foot nine years old. She's a very traditional Portuguese Catholic woman. She doesn't speak much English. Um, and uh, she, she's pious, to say the least. She spends three hours every day praying. Um, starts with the family, or the immediate family, then the extended family. Continues on to friends, uh, people who affect her every day, like doctors and, and her and the grocery man. Um, then to people who have no effect on her, like the boy who looked sad on the bus that day. Um, and then big general groups, like the poor. Uh, she was a very sweet lady. Um, so you would never imagine any explosions coming out of her. That night, Vicky and I decided to spend the night drawing pictures so that we could ask her detailed questions about the Pope. Um, I wish I had these. <laughs> but we drew maybe 50 pictures on construction paper of the Pope um, with no hair or some hair, uh, depending on how we, what we thought. We knew he had a hat because we'd seen him on television before. Um, so diff different hats, but uh, the most prominent features in all of them were the Pope with round red eyes and dripping fangs, <laughs> dripping blood into his beard. Um, so when Leisha woke up that morning to have marmalade on toast, she found her kitchen table covered in pictures of the Pope and two little girls really excitedly asking her questions about now does the Pope 
only suck the girls when they're uh, suck the girls when they're awake or when they're sleeping? Is it like a stormy night thing, or can it be any night? Like, should we always be concerned? What's the best way to fight the Pope? <laughs> Other questions. Yeah. Now this is where my story deviates a little bit, because uh, in preparation for this, I asked my mother about it. Um, who was in her 40s at the time and should then have a better understanding of what happened. Um, my understanding is that, you know, it's sort of a playful, scampish end to the story where Andy comes out and she puts her hands on her knees and goes, you blasphemer! <laughs> and it's adorable. Um, my mother, on the other hand, remembers this ball of tiny fury <laughs> erupting from a a normally really adorable little Portuguese lady onto everyone and everything and like lasting months if not years of this dark cloud over Uncle Andy. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's uh, the interesting thing about that is that my mother's probably right and so in this concept of lies my parents told me, it's actually truths my personal parents told me. Um, so yeah. Confabulation, the podcast, is produced by Paula Flalo and hosted by Matt Goldberg. For more on Confabulation, you can check out confabulationmontreal.com or check us out on Facebook, the preferred social platform for everyone whose name is not Paula Flalo. Confabulation, the podcast, is distributed by No More Radio, available every week at nomoradio.com. Support for No More Radio comes from Montreal Improv. You can check them out at montrealimprov.com. 